0: So if you're brand new to us this morning, a massive warm welcome to you. Great job on joining us for the new year. Um, We're just going to have a bit of an unscripted conversation. So if it seems a little bit unscripted, it's just because it is. And so anything can happen. But we've got just a few questions that we've been reflecting on for the year that's gone by, um, but also for what God is going to be doing in this coming year. And so really, we wanted to take time just to chew the fat a little bit, didn't we? Yeah. Senior Pastor Libby. Good. (laughs) Good. Um, So hopefully you've all had a wonderful new year. Who's had a great new year? Okay, that's not very convincing. That was very unconvincing. Who's had a great new year? Who's expecting lots of great things this coming year? Come on, we've hit the ground running in January and it already feels like it's been three months of 2024 already, but we're just expecting that God's going to do some incredible things. But what we'd love to do is just ask that question, um, this past year, so much has happened. There's been so much change. 2023 uh, was a bit of a roller coaster. And I'm guessing on a personal level uh, for us, we had a lot of change in our lives. For, for many of you guys getting to know you, um, various life events have happened and so much can happen in 12 months, Libby. But what surprised you most about 2023?
1: Oh gosh. Well, I was reflecting back on kind of the start of the new year last year, and um, we didn't even know if we would be here in Sutton at the start of last year, which um, has been quite a, it's been a really fun, a challenging and exciting journey all in one go. And um, I think one of the things that has surprised me most has been the fact that we're actually here and we've been journeying and um, yeah, it's been really exciting.
0: Yeah, we didn't have a job one year ago. (laughs) Um, we'd officially resigned and um, we took that step of faith. We knew God was calling us into senior leadership. We knew that he was calling us on from Lincoln. And I famously said, I'd never leave Assemblies of God and I'd never move to London. Like, like We'll go wherever God wants us, but we're not doing those two things. And the Lord being the Lord has a great sense of humour. We moved to the outer skirts of London and we left the AOG and joined Vineyard. And so here we are. Um, by the grace of God. And, and we often reflect on that and go, this can only be God, because there's so many things that lead you to a certain place where you think, this isn't chance, this isn't coincidence. We had prophetic words coming in, and the Lord just spoke. And all the while, I mean, if you're brand new to the church, and you might not know this, but uh, there's loads of things that have been happening in the life of a certain vineyard that led... Uh, led us to this point, but we're already happening along the sidelines. It's like God was preparing things already. God was preparing hearts. God was moving the right people on, the right people in. Uh, and as we lead our lives, we often think we're in control, don't we? Let's, let's be honest. We think we're we think we're in control and we make our plans and we submit them before the Lord and God goes, no, I'm going to do something entirely different. Uh, that doesn't mean you shouldn't make plans. Who here sets New Year's resolutions?
1: Very few people.
0: Well done on the two people that admitted to that. Let us know how you get on with those. Um New Year, same me. And so um, but but we do make our plans, and I think it's good to do those things, but the Lord orders our steps, and the Lord lights our path, and he guides us, and he nudges us and he surprises us. And so we ought to plan, we ought to prepare, really, but we also ought to be open to what is it that God wants to do in our lives. And maybe that's a question for you to ask as you look at this new year. You know, New year tends to be this, I'm going to rethink things, I'm going to take stock, I'm going to readdress some things in my life, but actually make those plans, submit them tentatively before God and say, do you know what, Lord, your will be done in all of these things.
1: Absolutely. Um, in September, we sort of launched the idea of discovery. And that was really the word that God had placed on our hearts about discovering what um, God really has for us as a church and each one of us as individuals um, as we journey um, faith together. Um, and so I think a really important question for us to ask and to answer is really, what have we discovered?
0: Yeah, do you know, there was so much to dig into. Like we we were going on a discovery on a personal level, but also the more we got to know many of you guys, um you you've got different stories in this congregation there's different stories of of God moving you into a new season i mean just maybe maybe by a way of showing of hands who who has felt they've moved into a new season in this past year Wow! I mean, look at that. So, so as we lent into this word discovery, we, we prayed it through. Some of you have started new job roles. Some of you have uh, added to your families. Uh, some of you have got used to new normals. Uh, some of you are are looking to transition into retirement and have this anticipation of what God is going to do with that time. And so, we we ha- on a personal level had some things to discover. We also had some things to discover as a church. And so, we wanted to learn more about our borough, more about God's plan for the area. Some of you have got some things to discover this year. Some of your normals are going to change again in 2024 but um, what we wanted to understand was that as a church what is it that god has put us here to do what is our purpose what is it fundamentally that we can turn our hand to uh, and we know ultimately the mission is still the same right it's if you go to any church any church that loves jesus any church that is following god the mission is the same it's to go and make disciples and we articulate that as extending the table to the least the lost the near and the far off these are the four things That God pressed on our heart. And I don't know if you were here for it, but back in, I think it was September, uh, we preached on the banquet, uh, on the feast that the Lord puts on for us. And the analogy is this that what we have in knowing Jesus, what we have in, in walking with the Holy Spirit is like a great feast. It's like a great, beautiful banquet. Uh, and you don't, uh, don't want to just eat at a table just to get fat. Although I feel like I've done that a little bit over Christmas. That's okay. Um, but actually, we've got this great table to share with others. We've got this great feast to share with others. So what does it mean to go out into the highways and the byways? What does it mean to open the doors of the church and bring people to the table. And so we felt those four things, the least, the lost, the near, and the far off. And so we discovered, you know, what does that mean in Sutton? Who are the least, who are the lost, who are the near, who are the far off?
1: Yeah, and there's three things that we really did discover in that. And um, the first that really shocked me was that the deprivation in our neighborhood is much bigger than we imagined. Um, Seven of our neighborhoods are in the most deprived, 20% of the country. 25% of children in Sutton live in poverty. Um, And we've seen, you only have to turn, turn on the news to see the rise in knife crime, people lost in despair. And we've just encountered so many needs in the different areas um, that we serve, through Lighthouse, through warm welcome, through conversations with the team at Food Bank. Just the need in our in our borough is really quite massive. Um, and it would be easy to compare to ourselves to other areas. Sutton is a more affluent area than other areas in London for sure. Um, but we've got to face up to what's really happening in our borough and the challenges that we're facing.
0: Yeah, I mean, to put legs on that, that's 12 and children living in deprivation just around the corner from us, just down the road from us, just on our streets. Um, mental health is a huge topic in, in our nation right now. And you can look at that as a church and you think, my goodness, that's overwhelming. And is it our responsibility to to be some sort of rescuer and all that? Uh and you don't want to fall into that trap because we don't want a saviour complex. There's only one saviour. It's Jesus. Our job is to to connect people with the kingdom of God. It's to bring Jesus to people. It's to be ambassadors here on earth. Like the Lord calls us to do that in the New Testament. He says, you know, be ambassadors of Christ. That's our job is to be people that bring people into the great goodness that we have, the great feast that we have. And so I don't know what that looks like. There's lots of things we can do as a church. We feel like we do something to contribute, to help with these problems. Um, but actually, we're, we're understanding what does it mean to be Jesus in those circumstances? What does it mean to be Jesus to those individuals? Um, again, mental health is a huge one. But actually, I think a lot of it looks like us um, giving out of the health that we have, like becoming healthy in our own lives. Uh, I think it's we, we deal with the inner battle before we go into the outer battle, don't we? Actually, what is it that I need to look at in my life? How do I need to align my heart with Christ? How do I need to walk in step with the Holy Spirit before I can bring people to that place? Or as I bring people to that place, actually. Yeah. You know, just as I say that, like we don't have to have it all together. We don't have to work it out. But it's as we go. Um, I think we bring people with us. It's not that we're perfect before we try and help people in our area.
1: Absolutely. I think it's it's both at the same time, isn't it? I think um, it, it's us um, doing what we can to um welcome god into every sphere and welcome the holy spirit into every sphere of our own lives as we welcome him into our communities and um our workplaces and all, all the places that we see some of these challenges
0: and it, and it gets messy then if um you remember we we met a guy quite early on when we arrived i think it was back in april or may i, I called him I changed his name, and I keep forgetting his... Re- I share his real name by accident from time to time. Let's say Danny. Um, I, I met Danny down an alleyway, and um, he, was, he was starting to smoke some drugs, and um, he looked very threatening, very intimidating, and we had a bit of an altercation, uh, which I managed to diffuse. Uh, he was a little bit threatening at the time, but actually, he was this bloke who was scared, who was vulnerable, who you know clearly had some addictions, clearly had some problems, um, and we prayed um we we invited him to have a conversation we didn't invite him to on a sunday because his life was in in total disarray i think it would have been a bit chaotic but we said look i'd love to meet with you love to help with you um, now he never called he never took us up on the offer but you know maybe he would have uh, and maybe we'll meet some people that will take us up on those offers but actually i think it looks like our lives getting a little bit messier at times i think it looks like our normal being disrupted as a church i think sometimes um we we imagine reaching out to people and seeing the church grow and seeing people thrive as this big, beautiful, easy thing. Um, but the reality is it will probably cost us in comfort. Do you get a sense of that? Like it will probably cost us a little. We're going to see people come into church that don't know how to behave. Um, they don't know that this isn't uh, uh, something you can heckle. and Although I do get heckled sometimes. But, <laughs> you know it's, it, this isn't something it, maybe you shout out or or, or you know they're not going to be sure where to place themselves and i think it's our job as a community to help them to to reach them but to also recognize that we've got to allow a bit of bandwidth in the way that we normally do things as well that'll, that'll kind of change the way we do small groups i think from time to time it might mean that we've got to have more grace you know i think about the chaotic life um, i had as a young person i was thinking about um pastor roy and pastor beryl you won't know them they're, they're with the lord now um but they loved me unconditionally um they i i attended alpha courses at the age of 12 just because there was food um right and so uh, it was a, just a great way of getting a meal but they they could see that i needed something i needed um good role models i needed good guidance and they just loved me and i was such a pain honestly i was just such a pain in the in the bottom um i was gonna say something else then uh that and it's just that love of God. And I think it is, how do we do that as a church? How do we continually be Jesus to people, to messy people? And sometimes it just means allowing ourselves to get a bit uncomfortable as well.
1: Absolutely. Um, another thing that we really discovered is something that we discovered that was already happening. And that's just the faithfulness of this church here at Sutton Vineyard really is mind-blowing. I don't know if you know that, um, but you really are. Um I don't know if you know, we have an 80% serving rate, which is just incredible. 80% of you serve on a team, which is unheard of, really. I've
0: I've worked with a lot of churches in um, sort of 15, 20 years of ministry, and had to have 80% of us engaged in the life of the church. Honestly, that is unheard of. That is incredible. I think you deserve a round of applause. For
1: a round of applause.
0: Just for the way that you serve, um, and that's as a vineyard church, that's fundamental to us. That is one of our values that we serve. Uh, we, you know, the Son of Man came to serve and not be served. You see Jesus washing the disciples' feet, and it's wonderful that we embody that as Christians. We continually do that. Yeah, that blew us away.
1: Absolutely, and people have continued over this past year and beyond to give sacrificial and faithfully to really. Um, see the table of God's kingdom extended to really see that table extended to as many people as we possibly can and that's an incredible testament of faithfulness
0: yeah absolutely we talked a little bit in September about uh, closing some of our financial gaps you know it costs to exist as a church uh, and so we do incredibly well at that. Um, we, we're able to minister. We're able to fulfil the mission, which is extending the tables to the least, the lost, the near, and the far off. We're able to give to overseas ministries. We're able to serve um, those who, who need support in our area, and we're able to just be the church as well. And um, just congratulations to you guys for helping us close some of those gaps. We've still got some gaps to close, but we're we're further than we were. And so we just want to commend the generosity of the church as well. Just incredible, guys, the way that we bring ourselves diligently uh to the table to see the kingdom of god extended and again i'd give yourselves a round of applause for that
1: Another round of Thanks. Thanks. there's gonna be lots of clapping today <laughs> <laughs> Um, and the one other thing that has been a bit of a focus for us um, on this kind of journey of discovery has been discovering our place in the borough. Where do we, as a church community, fit in the wider sense of our borough with other churches and other um, community projects, with other um, community groups? And we really do believe that we have a voice as a faith community. We have something to say and something to offer um, to our, our borough of Sutton, and and we really should bring our faith and our lives to that table. Um, it, when we talk about extending the table, it, it's not about this sort of private dining room that we're sort of shut away in. It's that overflowing banquet. Like I can remember growing up and there, there was so, there was a season when I was a teenager where there was just like royal occasions every year. And there would be um, these massive street parties and it would just be an overflowing banquet in the street. And that's really what we envision. When we say extending the table, it really is that overflowing and um, sharing amongst ourselves community
0: yeah and there's a beauty to that you know and extending the table it's not about just laying things out like we have a sunday this we would consider this a part of the feast we get to come and spend time in the presence of god and we get a blessing and that's tremendous but it's also bringing people into that and it's one thing to bring people to it; it's another thing to walk with them uh, while we bring them to the table, we can go out and say, "Hey, you know come to something like an alpha course or or come and explore your faith come and come and see what we do at church it 's another thing to say, do you know what as you do it i 'm going to go with you and i 'm going to sit with you and i 'm going to share my life with you and i 'm going to share you with you the imperfections i 'm going to share with you my low moments uh, you know it 's great when we 're full of faith, but there 's times when we maybe struggle there 's times when maybe we we have doubt that creeps up, and I want you to see those things as well so that 's what we really see with that, but it's not just our church, it's every church's responsibility. Like there's two hundred and I don't know, thirteen thousand people, give or take ten thousand in our borough. That's a lot to go at. It's not just our responsibility, and we're not arrogant enough to think we're the only church with the only answer. We just know that we've got to play our part. Right? We just know that we've got to turn up and do our bit. We've got to be diligent to what God is calling us to do, but actually it takes more than one ship to bring a haul in.
1: Absolutely. And we've got some brilliant relationships being built and already in existence with other local churches, with other projects. I mean, Mark Tomlinson, who um, oversees Sutton Community Works, will be here in a few weeks to share a little bit more about what they do. But they're just one of many um, groups that we're really partnering with.
0: Yeah. And and the other thing I wanted to really reflect on from last year is just the prayer of our church. Like, you know, honestly, everyone wants to join a praying church, but nobody wants to pray. That's like often the joke that's made. Um, but the reality is like, people in our church want to be a part of a praying church and want to pray. That's a great thing to have. Um, and, you know, Libby's already shared, we've got uh, some prayer events coming up this week, but it actually kicks off on Monday with Discovery Prayer. Wendy, just remind me, it's seven, eight o'clock. You can sign up online, go to our website and, and that right from the comfort of your own home, sitting on Zoom and just taking time to say, Lord, there's no agenda here. What would you have to say to us? Uh, To meet together this coming Wednesday and Thursday night, if you can make it with us, to pray for all of the things that's going on in the life of our church, to pray for the year coming ahead is a wonderful thing. If you've got children and young people on Friday, to take some time to be the church that's got a solid core of prayer is an incredible thing. And I don't know about you, like prayer often feels really intangible you know doesn't it doesn't if, if you're a doer and you like to get things done I'm very I'm a very practical person prayer can be frustrating because it feels like you're not making things happen but actually the bible says in James doesn't it the prayer of a righteous person is powerful and effective so actually when we come together and pray when we come together and pray for our borough we're doing powerful things we're doing effective things we're asking the one who is able to do the things that we're not able to do and so yeah we're excited to join with the borough we're excited to play our part um, and the other thing is building constructive uh, relationships, really, as a borough. Like, the church isn't here to sit in the corner and be quiet, is it? Like, we're not, we're not here to just, you know, uh, do our own little thing in a tiny little corner. Another way of saying that is we're not to be a light that's hidden under a bowl. That'd be the the, the Christian thing to say in Matthew 5. Actually, we want to be a shining light. And so we're talking with local councilors we We're talking with people of influence in our borough and saying, look, you know, what? we're a faith community. And we have a role to play. Uh, we have a responsibility to the people around us, and we'd love to play our role in society. And so we started exploring that. That was one of the things we discovered last year. It's something that's pressing further this year. We've got you know, one or two exciting conversations where we can just remind some of our local authorities of those things and say, actually, um, could you create some space for us? And as, as you do that, we'll help serve the community. We'll help love the community. We'll save you a bit of money as a government. Um, we'll, we'll do our bit in blessing others. We'll do our bit in relief. But it's more than that. We're here because... Jesus has asked us to do these things, but we'd love to play our role well, wouldn't we?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so we've got a, f- a few more questions around looking more inwards um, at our community here at Sutton Vineyard. And um, Julian, as we walk, um, we've already talked a little bit about God's guidance in the midst of that. But what's been the most significant way in which the Lord has shown you his faithfulness in 2023?
0: Um, I'm not usually a anxious person. Um, I I normally bite off more than I can chew. That is fair to say that.
1: Yeah, quite frequently.
0: Yeah, you have probably got some examples. Speak to Libby afterwards. Um, but when you've when you've moved across the country and you've got a young family and you're, you're starting relationships from scratch again, actually puts you in quite a vulnerable position. Um, and one of the things we actually prayed for, like we're, we're relational leaders. I don't know if you kind of get a sense of that. Hopefully you do. But for us, it was all about relationship. Um, and that takes a long time. Do you know it takes 50 hours to make a friend? Um, there's, there's actually some data on this. And so this is why it's easier for school children to make friends than it is for adults. Um, because if you've got to spend 50 hours with somebody, think about your busy life. Where do you fit 50 hours of quality time with someone? It's hard to do. Now imagine if like, you're trying to make friends in church and the only thing you ever come to is a Sunday and you miss every now and then there's only 52 weeks in a year. We actually only meet 51 of them. Uh, you're already down to something like 48 hours. That's a year to make a friend. That's a long time, right? So uh, if you go and buy the data, of course, that's not necessarily fixed for everybody. But we prayed about friendship. We prayed about relationship. We prayed about church family because um, you can be the the nicest looking church. And you are a nice looking church, by the way. Don't get me wrong. Um you can have all the things smooth and succinct and all the rest of it. And that's, that's lovely, but actually we're brothers and sisters in Christ and the foundation of everything we do is relationship. And God blew me away because that's the thing I was most nervous about was actually what's the quality of relationship going to be like with people? What's the quality of friendship going to be like? Because um, we can have the best vision in the world. We can have the most resource. We can have everything going on for us as a church. But if it's not a genuine love, it's fake, isn't it? It's not, it's not real substance. And, and the Bible tells us that this is the way people will know you're my disciples, by the way you love each other. So the way we walk towards one another, the way that we do life together, the way that we support one another, the way that we turn up when things are going pear-shaped, that I think is the test of the quality of, of any church community. Uh, and I've been blown away by God's faithfulness in bringing us to a place that has that. That was my biggest nervous. There's so much that could have gone wrong. Um, there's probably so much that still can go wrong. Um, but God's faithful. And as I say, like he knows better than us, doesn't he? We think we know what we're doing. We don't really. We, God knows what he's doing. And I think when we put our lives tentatively in his hands, he's just so faithful. If you don't know the faithfulness of God, all I can say is give him a go and trust him. He's so faithful. Uh, he doesn't give us the things that we want always, but he gives us the things that we need. And we'll pray for ridiculous things. And we get frustrated at God. He didn't respond. Well, you don't need it. God knows what you need. Just bring it before him, lay it before him. Yeah, that's blown me away. What about you? What's, what's yeah, blown you away?
1: All of that. All <laughs> of that has blown me away. And just, just those answers to prayers that we prayed that um, seemed probably quite insignificant, so all, all of that is the really significant stuff, but um the little prayers we prayed, like a big thing for me was, I was coming off maternity leave to move location to um, come and work at Sutton Vineyard and lead church here um, and Judah wasn't sleeping through the night and I can remember um praying quite a few times of, oh I just need him to sleep through the night and do you know that the week that we moved he started sleeping through the night and it's it's those little things where I'm like, oh, actually God knows what we really need, like it's, it's the big things it's the friendships it's the relationships and um finding somewhere to live all of that but it's, it's the, he knows those little things too um like the fact that i would be probably a bit grumpier if i wasn't sleeping um and
0: you wouldn't believe it libby actually can be grumpy she is very <laughs> sweet but yeah when we're hungry and we we've got hungry things feeling fragile. fragile. <laughs>
1: Um, so it's, it's been those things where God's faithfulness has just just shone through, and in those moments where we've had some quite difficult family things over this past year as well, with your with your mum being in hospital a couple of times, and um, those kind of moments where you like actually feel a little bit helpless, and there is nothing that yeah powerless there's nothing that we can do being here really to help with a situation that's um three four hour drive away and God's faithfulness in the midst of that his peace his covering and his healing um in those things has just been um personally probably the things that have blown me away a little bit um this year
0: yeah no and and We've, there's so much more we could mention, but one of them is the way that we are hospitable as a church, the way that we welcome and love people. Uh, and if you're sat here this morning, you're thinking, "Do you know what? I wish I had that quality of friendship that you're talking about." The best thing you can do after this service is invite someone over for dinner. Uh, the best thing you can do is say, "Hey, would you love to grab a coffee?" Like we've got to come and bring ourselves to the table, haven't we? Uh, in those moments, we can't just expect someone to ask us. Because if we all had that attitude, no one would ask anybody to go and build a, a deeper level of connection, a deeper level of friendship. And we do think Like small groups, we do things like meet together as a church. They're great places to begin. But actually, we've got to go deeper. You know, if you're feeling disconnected, I'd encourage you, go and invite someone over to dinner, go and look for someone who looks like they're feeling just a little bit lost or on the fringes, and keep that culture of hospitality that we have as a church and say, Hey, would you like to come over? Would you like to build up friendship? Because a lot of what we're sharing here is just the quality of relationship. So much more we could say. Uh, the other thing is the way that we've been turning up the spiritual temperature as a church, going deeper in our worship together, going deeper in prayer, just watching um, people switch on in terms of what God is doing in their lives. We've heard so many stories. Which we're looking to share. We're looking to find ways to share what God is doing in people's lives, just of how God has been turning up consistently. Uh, but we're running out of time, so we've got to look forwards. Um, so I don't know if there's anything else you want to press about looking inwards that's, that's really stuck out
1: there is just so much i think i just want to commend all of you for the way that you serve and the way that you invest in one another as well as investing in um things that are more outward looking as well like there's, there's a really beautiful balance i think here um of us really caring deeply for one another and out of the overflow of that we're reaching out to our communities
0: So uh, Psalm 1 says, uh, blessed is the person who does not sit uh, in the seat of sinners or sit with the wicked or the mockers. And um, We're like a tree planted by streams of living water. Variations of different versions will say that, and I've sort of butchered the quote a little bit. But um, the principle is this, that as we are rooted in the house of God and as we are sitting in his presence, we are like a tree planted by streams of living water. That means that we thrive and that we grow. Uh, And we're called to be good, strong, fruitful trees. Um, and often what happens is, you know, there's a lot of lot of great churches out there, and, and we'll never speak ill of churches, but there's some places where you feel fruitful and some places where you won't. And I've been in, in environments where I've been less fruitful. I've been in environments when I've been more fruitful. Uh, and the key is uh, how we follow Jesus together. We, we're planting ourselves by a stream of living water. One of the ways that we do that is we build up what we call the core of the church. This is where we look inwards. So these are all the things that build us up in the body of Christ. These are things like small groups. There are times on a Sunday morning where we open the word of God together. There are times when we worship together. There are prayer evenings. There are men's and women's events. There, um, What am I missing? There's loads of other stuff that we do. Um, there's times uh, when we we do special events. There's Easter. There's Christmas. There's great-looking people on the screen like that that you can you can meet with. Um, there's a prayer meeting that happens uh, before our Sunday morning service, um, which happens at ten o'clock or just before ten o'clock that you can go to. All of these things are building the core of the church. There's some incredible events where um, we 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 get together to strengthen our our leaders or or there will be coming up in this year. And as we do those, they build the core of the church and I'm told in fitness, that's a good thing. Um, As you can see, I have a core. Don't laugh. I have a core. Um, It's somewhere, Uh, but the more you work, it, the more you build it. Actually, that's the strength uh, of your body and that's the strength of movement as a church, but we build up inwards so that we can do something outwards.
1: Yeah. So there's a couple of particularly really exciting, um, events that we're looking at over this next year to really strengthen our core. One of them being um, we're inviting a psychotherapist to come and do some work around how to help, how to make sure we're healthy as we're helping others. And that's going to be something that if you're leading or part of any of our teams, you'll get an invite to that. Um, That's really exciting. and we're, we're growing up. I'm really excited about a Flourish comfort conference and that growing this year. Um, it's looking like it's going to be bigger um, than last year. We've got some great people coming along to that as well. So there's lots of events and things happening that we're really excited about.
0: And just as we were praying across uh, the new year, one of the things the Lord spoke to me about was it's just this idea of health which again, God has a sense of humor. Uh, I don't always feel the healthiest. I'm not always, I'm, you know, I don't have a reputation for being a, a fitness um, fanatic, um, but that's often what we think of in health. But actually, there's so much more to health. There's, there's mental health, there's emotional health, there's physical health, there's relational health. And so actually, what does it mean to be a healthy person, not just in the most obvious sense? But actually, what's the quality of my relationships like? What's the quality of my emotions? Am I being aware of of where I'm at? Am I being aware if I'm too stretched? Am I being aware if I need pushing a little bit harder? Um, Actually, what's the health of the church? What's healthy Christianity? What's healthy spirituality? As I said, I've been in some environments where I feel less like I'm planted by streams of living water. Actually, what does it mean to be the healthy church? What does it mean to have a healthy, thriving faith? And so the Lord pressed this word upon us. We're starting uh, the well-being journey as a church in a couple of weeks' time to take a look at some of these key aspects. Uh, But actually, that should be a continual conversation. We want to be a healthy church because healthy things thrive. And why do we want to thrive? Because actually we need to extend the tables to the least, the lost, the near and the far off. We've got to bring people to a healthy meal. We've got to bring them to a healthy table. We've got to bring them in a healthy way. And actually we want them to encounter all the goodness of God because of what he's doing. So, were trees planted by streams of living water?
1: Yeah, absolutely. The other thing that I'm really excited about this year as we move forward is how God's going to grow some of our compassion ministries, too. We shared some of those statistics earlier that, um, I don't know, they break my heart when I read them um, to think of that amount of um, young people living in poverty and um, all the other statistics around mental health and. Um, so we've got our Lighthouse Project and our Warm Welcome um, space, which are really, really exciting, but we want to see those grow and develop. One of the things that we are um, launching this year is our partnership with Grace Advocacy, um, which will mean that when people come to us with really complex issues, we'll have people trained up to support them and guide them through some of those really complex um, processes and support structures that are in place. So um, we're really excited about that. I'm really excited to see how we we can see not just people come to us with a need where they need an item and being given that, but actually them coming with their whole life and us being able to say, look, if if you want us to, we can journey this with you and we can support you. So I'm really excited about that. I think that's going to be a really important thing for us in our community this year.
0: I think the beauty of that as well is it helps us feel less overwhelmed. You know, with those stats we shared at the start um, like with so many young people in deprivation, knife crime, mental health issues, you look at that and think, gosh, how, how can we tackle that as a church? How can we be an answer to those things? Well, actually, the, <laughs> sometimes there's very little we can do. Uh, one of the things we can do, though, is advocate for people. We can support people. So it's interesting to explore that as a church. What does it mean to stand on behalf? We're essentially, we're interceding for those with needs. Uh, why are we doing that? Well, because we've got the love of Jesus in us. He asks us to serve our community, he asks us to love our neighbor. He asks us to bless those around us. He asks us to extend the table to them. And what we're praying for is conversations to come from that. We're praying that people will experience something of the love of God through our words, through our actions, through the way we behave as a faith community, but actually through what they experience as well in our compassion ministries. Um, but you know, it's going beyond that as well, isn't it? Because it's not just about what we're doing as a organized body of people not just what we're doing uh, here on a sunday but actually what we're doing with those that we meet in the everyday of our workplace of our families of our home lives as well we've got to look to extend the table in all of those areas
1: absolutely absolutely so julian how can people get involved in some of this stuff of extending
0: well the table? there's plenty to do um we've got we've got a tall order uh, we'll never be bored that's for sure um It really feels difficult because there's only so much you can do. Some of you got super busy lives. Some of you got super busy jobs. Some of you got more time on your hands. Some of you are in a transition phase where you're rediscovering what this next season looks like. And my encouragement is to pray about all things. Uh, The very key, you know, when we talk about the inward focus of church, the core... um, be active and engaged as a church. You know, A lot of you already are. Turn up, um, but participate as well. Do the stuff. Get involved with um, our small groups. Get involved with prayer ministry. Get involved with being here on a Sunday and being the church. Those are the easy things. But also, maybe you can look to give some time to a ministry. Maybe you have got a day you can spare. Some of you um, have jobs that will allow you to do like a compassion day or a serving day. Maybe see if you can do that and actually help one of our... Uh, ministries that happen midweek. Um, maybe you haven't got any time to spare, but you can be praying for us, or maybe you can resource it financially. Maybe you can, um, commit to praying for one particular ministry and checking in on how they're doing. There's so many different ways to get involved. Uh, and wherever you're at in the stage, uh, of your journey, you know, you often people kind of work their way in the door, uh, on a Sunday, they sit at the back. Um, and then as they get more engaged, they kind of make it to the, the mid, mid rows. There you are. Um, and then uh, everyone avoids the front row. Look at that. That's <laughs> so lonely. Come and sit with us on the front row. Um, but that, that's just kind of a jokey analogy of, of pressing into church. But actually, it's not about where you sit on a Sunday. It's not about when you come up and what you do. It's about actually being engaged as the thriving church. There's so much. Check out our website. We can't possibly cover it all on a Sunday morning. Otherwise it just feels like a long list of constant information in detail. We come to worship and open the word, but we want to be active as a community.
1: Absolutely. And if there's something that God really has placed on your heart that doesn't seem to connect with something that's already been mentioned, come and chat with us. Um, I think Like God God speaks to all of us. He's not just speaking to um, me and Julian, although he is. He's speaking to each one of us. And there'll be things that he's stirring in your heart that we'd love to hear more about. Um, And it might be that we know things that are going on that we we haven't mentioned because there is a lot going on or things happening um, with with other groups across the borough that we could really connect you to. So I'd really encourage you, if there is something that you're thinking, oh, you know, they haven't mentioned that thing that God's stirring in my heart, come and chat to us about it because there, there probably is stuff going on.
0: Yeah, and there's probably stuff that we've missed that already happens in the life of our church. Again, don't feel like that's gone unnoticed. It's just because we're so active and engaged as a church. But I mean, that's the thing when you come in, just to be a part of the thriving community. So uh, we're going to take some time to give to worship in a moment. Um, why don't we give a round of applause for Senior Pastor Libby and Assistant <laughs> Pastor Julian? Um, if you hop off. Listen, what what do you do with all that? Well, I mean, there's often Two aspects. We really, we we think of it as three aspects as a church. Inwards, uh, and we pray into these things in our prayer meetings. Inwards is everything we do to build the core. Everything that we do that helps us thrive. Everything that we do that helps us grow. If we're a tree, it helps us be fruitful. And Jesus said, "You know, um, by their fruits you will know them." What's interesting about that is that we're called to be known. So we're called to be fruitful, but we're called to be known for our fruits. And the question really to ask on an individual level is, as we look inwards, how are we building up our faith? How are we growing in our faith? How are we growing closer to Jesus? Maybe 2024 is the time for you to to pick up the journey again. Maybe it's time for you to reassess, am I keeping in step with the Holy Spirit? Um, Am I being planted by streams of living water? Our Lord, would you help us thrive and grow? Maybe that's your prayer for this year. But the reason you do that is to be fruitful. And fruit isn't for the tree to eat, it's for other people to eat. <laughs> Seems so obvious. But actually a pear tree doesn't enjoy, Oh, well, I'm a pear tree, I'll enjoy a pear, that's lovely. No, no, I grow that and someone else eats of that fruit and they taste and they see it's good. Well, that's part of the feast. It's part of the goodness of what God is doing in your life and it spills over. And so maybe actually you, you feel like you're thriving as a as a fruitful tree. And so we look inwards, we see all these things that grow us as a church and grow us as our faith. They're great, that's wonderful. But also we look outwards. Actually, who is my fruit for? Who is tasting and seeing the Lord is good? Who can I reach? Oh gosh, I don't have a lot of time. Maybe I can pray, maybe I can help resource, maybe I can check in with people. I do have a bit of time, maybe I can serve in a particular way. Maybe I can be mindful of the people I encounter and say, actually, how can I extend the kingdom of God in my little corner of the world? Oh, wouldn't it be great this time next year to stand up and just person after person. Well, I didn't know anything about this stuff. And I met, I, I met John and, well, he just shared his faith and I just saw something incredible. I didn't know anything about this. I, just met, I met Mark and Mark was just so loving and gracious. And uh, <laughs> why are you all laughing? Mark is loving and gracious. And it changed my life. I'm going to share one quick story. You know, we, we did beer and carols, hip hip. Um, now we didn't do it just to have a good time. We did it to meet with people. And, and just hands up if you were chatting with a guy with me outside. I won't say his name. There's a few of you. I think there was about five, he must have met five or six of us. We chatted for 45 minutes. Let's call him Bill. He's not Bill. Um... And we chatted for Bill for 45 minutes. Um, we invited him to church. He must have got six or seven invites across that night. And we invited him to Alpha and we got to know his life story. And first we started talking about food and I bonded. Like We started talking about flavors and styles of cooking and, and fusion cooking. And uh, so this opened up the conversation. 30 minutes in, though, we started talking about like his experience of growing up in church um, back in the country that he's from. And so we, we, for the next kind of 20 minutes onwards, he just starts pouring out his heart of these experiences. Um, and all we're doing there is we're just trying to be fruitful Christians. We're not trying to coach him or coerce him. We're just having a conversation and saying, look, we want to share the fruit of our lives. If you ever want to come along to church, here's some wonderful people. If you ever want to know more about faith, or do you know, if you just need someone to talk to, there's some people here who are just being Jesus and they'll love you and they want to extend the table of the kingdom of God. Uh, now, if we all did that 100 times over, we've added you know, 150, 200 people, uh, however many of us there are, even if a few of those responded, we'd have some incredible stories across the year. And that's my prayer, that actually as we extend the table to the least, the lost, the near and the far off, we'll see some incredibly fruitful things as a church. We want to be very uncomfortable this year would it be great if like this place is just really difficult to be in on a Sunday because there's just so many people that have encountered God like let's let's pray for an uncomfortable year, let's pray for an uncomfortable time at work. Why? Because, you, oh, I actually want to get on with work, but this person's so interested in Jesus, we've got to stop and talk about theology. What a great problem! uh let's just pray for those great problems. Let's pray that actually the the kingdom of God gets extended in such an incredible way. And that we have some incredible stories. So we we grow inwards, but we look outwards. And then beyond that as well, you know, we've reconnected with Denzel um, over in South Africa. We're looking at actually, what does it mean to support somebody beyond these shores? What does it mean to support a country where they're sharing the gospel in a wonderful way? So I wonder if you're able, would you stand with me this morning? I'm going to invite the worship team. We are going to spend some time worshiping the Lord. There's a lot there, right? And uh, we can feel overwhelmed, but I just wonder what our reputation as Christians and as a church will be this year. What will we be known for? Will we be known by our fruits? Will we be known as trees that are planted by living water? And so, would you pray with me this morning? Father God, thank you for your presence. And we say, Come, Holy Spirit. Thank you that you're here amongst your church. We thank you for your love. We thank you for your grace. We thank you for your mercy. And for your goodness. Lord, would you make us uncomfortable this year. That we're here to extend the table to the least The lost the near and the far off god we don't take ourselves too seriously but we take you seriously and may we have the joy of seeing people receive the mercy grace and compassion they need because it's too much not to they need you and lord as we grow help us thrive as a church help us love one another Help us be Jesus in Sutton and beyond. In your name we pray. Amen.